All right, all right, all right. Good evening. Welcome in Toilets to Titles. This is episode number 187. And tonight we got some fun things to discuss. Tonight is going to be dubbed our redraft rankings discussion because we have finished our redraft rankings and we are going to update them monthly until the start of NFL season kickoff and our dynasty rankings we completed about a month ago. You can check those out, toiletsthetitles.com, and those we will be updating monthly throughout the year. But it is redraft season, and this is like the best time of the year, one of the best times. The NFL draft is my favorite time of the year. You know, kickoff is also awesome. But redraft season is, is very fun for people in, in this community and in this industry, if you'd like to call it that, because a lot of people come back, right? The sickos like the people who are joining me this evening. We're here all year. Well, there's a lot of people who kind of, you know, they come back when redraft starts, then they dip away. So those all come back, and we are grateful to have you back. Welcome in to Toilets and Titles. We are going on season four. We will be here for you. All right, and here with me this evening, I'm going to introduce the guest first. That's the Iceman, Chris Hine, the winner of last year's Frankenstank Listener League. Chris, what's cooking? How's it going, guys? Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, it's funny. Like I won Frankenstein last year as a listener. Now, kind of part of the team. So, yeah, looking forward to defending the title. Um, but yeah, also looking forward to discussing my redraft rankings. Excellent, excellent, man. You are part of the team, playing yeah, with house nice. money every Friday at noon. Prue is making his rounds. Your your co-host, your partner. He's been on multiple yep. shows. So you guys. I've dove in and we are bouncing off Frankenstein ideas to you. So you yep. are making decisions. You are officially a decider. And my decider who's been with me from day one, Justin Stevens at Justin FF underscore with the beautiful toilets, the titles t-shirt looking very regal. How are we doing this evening? It's actually that sweet polo you sent me. It's uh, they, they look sharp. I like it. But uh, no, definitely a full part of the full member of the team, man. What are you talking about? And I'm, I'm excited to be on because last night I was on with your co-host uh, from Playing With House Money, DJ Pru. He uh, he and I uh, and George did the um, uh, the Bears Locked On episode with uh, Lauren Cox, host of the Locked On Bears uh, podcast. And that dropped at noon today, and now I get to do a show with you. So it's like full circle. I get the I get the whole team uh, in yep. back back episodes, and they actually just recorded the Cleveland Browns episode that will be dropping in the next couple of days as well. And DJ Prue hopped on that one with George. So yeah, he's he's all over the place too. So uh, you guys are absolute animals. And and coach, yes, this is absolutely my favorite time of the year. Like I know you love the draft, and I enjoy the draft as a football fan. But I don't dive into it like you do because uh, I don't know the college players as well. And, I, you know, it's just not my that's not quite as much my scene. But this time of the year is when is when I get my juice back. So um, I've got you. I've got mock drafts going almost daily for myself, for my home league, because that's the one I want to win. We've got we've got mock drafts going that George is throwing together through the mock draft laboratory um like three times a week so that and then scott scott fishbowl is going on right now so um, a lot of great great things happening this time of year for for guys like me excellent yes guys and girls a lot of people are getting into scott fishbowl getting into frankenstein getting into gilded we have 170 members in gilded like we started this four or five months ago and we have a new two new patreon members sean robinson 
and uh, Pat Hoffer. I be- hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I believe I am. Both of them signed up today. We appreciate you. Justin's talking about all those mock drafts we're doing. So we have a Frankenstein listener league, which we're going to talk about like very soon. So all of you who are in the Frankenstein listener league, which is a 96 team t- league, $750 going to charity. Like there's probably like 15 other payouts. We just added an additional $25. That isn't even in the pool that I'm going to pay out of my own pocket to a, a new team this year. Cause every year we ask everybody to come back and then we expand, we add divisions. So there's a bunch of new teams this year. Cause we added 36 teams. I am going to give $25. We're going to vote at the end of the year to the new team with the best team name. Okay. So I know we got uh, somebody signed up today, Pat, he picked the candy man and he changed it to the candy men so that he is going to be in the running for, you know, the, uh, for that $25, which is your buy-in. So also shout out to them. They signed up for Patreon. I'm going to be sending some lanyards and some copies of our Frankenstein card. But anyway, to tie it back to the drafts, everyone who gets into Frankenstein, I also put you in the title tribe chat, which everyone's in there. Chris is in there. Prue's in there. Justin's in there. Nino's in there. Anybody, everybody from Toilet to Titles and everybody else who's a member of the title tribe. And we bounce fantasy football stuff off each other. We mock draft. So I don't want to bore you with all that stuff, but come join the title tribe. Reach out to me at Coach Chefs or the show at Toilet to Titles. Justin, go ahead. Hey, since we're talking Frankenstein, I still have yet to see anybody in the comments section that's not already in the Frankenstein League. So remember, I've got this Justin Jefferson rookie card, Panini rookie card that I'm giving away along with Uncle Steve's uh, free $25 entry that he's giving away. You you get both of them. All you have to do is not already be a part of Frankenstein and, and tell us in the comments on, on one of these YouTube shows that you would like in. And once myself or one of the guys see that you've commented, they'll let me know. And, uh, and I'll, I'll uh, get a hold of you, but you have to DM me at JustinFF underscore so that I can get your info and get that sent out to you. Or email titles at gmail.com. Shout out to D-Now, who's in the chat, member of Toilets and Titles, also in the Frankenstein. Mark Simon, dude's been great. He's been active. We also got payout to Monster of the Year, which is another $25, which could pay for your entry. So people who are members of the Frankenstein, it's a little, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. So we need the help of all the Frankenstein members to keep this thing running. So... Without further ado, we're six minutes in. We had some fun time, you know, times tying kind of this show together, the multiple things we're going to talk about. I told everybody in Frankenstein, we're going to reveal a card. Last week, I teased that card. Okay. Like it wasn't like it wasn't black and white. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of, you had to, you had to see it through the bushes. You know what I mean? You had to see it through the hedges. Chris, <laughs> you guessed. Yeah. Okay. Where and when was the clue, and what's the new card? You the clue was that you said you were buzzing for this week's episode. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he's buzzing like a chainsaw. Right. That's where my head went. First guest was like Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of thing. He told me I was I was right with the clue, but. I just gone the wrong way. Right. So the clue we've already, and the funny thing is you've already teased it on the show as well. Talking about the team names. Right. Yeah. The newest card is the candy man. That's it. That's it. I Ladies totally... and gentlemen, go, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I totally missed it. I already dropped the clue for next week, by the way. So um, that clues in there. So you can reach out to me after the show 
within the first eight minutes, I dropped a clue for what the next card is going to be. Uh, so this is the Candyman, all right? So this is what it looks like. Shout out to Andrew Campy. He is the one who puts this together. We give him the ideas. And I'm going to tell you in a second what it is that the Candyman does. But the Candyman, the owner of the Candyman in, in the titles Frank and Sanklis in the league is here. It's Pat Hoffer. You didn't, but it's okay. Nobody does. It's Hofer. All right, Hofer. It's Pat Hofer, the Candyman. All right, let me pull that down. And now I got to pull up. Let me You've see. You've already said it way more than three times. This is the last time we'll ever see John again. Oh, Jesus. In front of the mirror, too. Uh, all right. Because I can see my face, right? All right. Let me see if I can pull this card up. No, I don't want that one. This is the great stuff everybody tunes in for. All right. Now I need to share screen, present. Uh, bear with me. What are you guys' thoughts on the initial the view of the card while I get this set up? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's sleek. Mm -hmm. It's just... I mean, Campy does the graphics for all the cards, so we can't expect anything but greatness. So um, so I, I love the aesthetics of it. it. It ties in nicely with the rest of them, and I can't wait to get this new deck rolling uh, once we get the, uh, the last card um, uh, presented next week. Yes, and the Candyman. Candyman, rather. This is what it does. When you play this card, okay, you play this card start of the week prior to your Thursday matchup, okay? And in this league, so Pat, I know you're new. Mark said it's slick. Thank you. Uh, in the bylaws under the league rules, we're, we're actually going to send out a PDF this week with all of the additional rules, all of the cards. So you'll see every card it lists when it needs to be played by. Okay. We try to be very specific. And sometimes people bring up questions that, you know, some kind of some edges that we didn't, that are a little rough that we need to round out. And it helps us kind of, we, we, we narrow down the description of the card. But anyway, by Thursday before kickoff, you play this card. If your opponent's starting quarterback throws a combined three or more interceptions, so if he starts two quarterbacks or she starts two quarterbacks, if they throw for a combined three or more interceptions, your opponent loses 50 points from their total score for the week. Okay? So say they score 180. They're down to 130. Like, this one's a killer, or no pun intended. <laughs> and the kicker for this, right, this card – can be played up to three weeks in a row if your opponent combines for three-plus interceptions each week played. The moment it doesn't happen, so if you play a week one and then you play a week two and a week two it doesn't happen, card's done. Okay? It needs to happen consecutively. Chris, I see you bouncing in that chair. What are your thoughts? These cards this year, right, uh, they've obviously evolved so much from last season. But the fact that you can use multiple cards multiple times, yeah, is an insane twist. Yes, that just adds that extra layer of strategy that we've talked about before on like drafting a card. Not only not only are we adding in this year that someone gets to choose the order when you potentially when you have to draft a card by. For the newcomer, explain explain that briefly. Which part? The part yeah. of who decides when okay, somebody so, has to draft a card by. Yeah, so so last season, it was just the cards were in the, the pool and, and after you could draft the card at any point. There was no restrictions as to when you drafted the card. This season, we do rock, paper, scissors. So each division will have, you know, the 12 players in each division will face off in a rock, paper, scissors game, which will be overseen by one of the toilets to titles team that's not in your division 
the winner, the overall winner of that will get to decide the division's draft order. But the person that loses in that final, so comes second overall, that person will decide which round you have to draft your card by because you've changed it this year so that these car everyone has to draft a, a monster card. Last year, that wasn't the case. There was multiple teams that didn't draft a card. I feel like they missed a trick. You know, like they, they missed out, but they didn't draft those cards. But this year, every team has to, and they will have to draft it by a certain round. So even if you make it to the final, and I'm going to let some, like, I don't even know that I want to win the RPS. I, I might not want to decide the draft order. I might want to decide the the yeah. card drafting order, you know? Right. So and Because each round, yep. there are specifics of what you can only draft each round. So yeah, you can yeah. affect somebody's drafting strategy by telling them they have to draft a card by the first three rounds. And it might be a good thing or it might mm -hmm. hurt you if you wanted to only draft players because each round in the first seven rounds has a specific rule. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that that in itself adds a whole layer of, of complexity to it and strategy if you're, if you're, you know, if you get through the RPS to that final once you find out your draft order and then you find out when you can draft your card, like you say, that that will impact what your strategy then is during the draft. Yeah. And then another layer on top of that is that, like I say, these multiple cards that you're now looking at that you can use three weeks in a row, which when you look at the, you know, you're looking at your fixture list and you know who you're up against and you potentially, you know, you're going to try and, work it out the first week or two, like who has the stronger team, which three, which run of three games are you going to try and play that card in? Yep. And also for those of us that pay attention to the rest of our division, when are they going to use their card against me? Mm -hmm. And, and how do I plan for that? Like if, if they used it the week before, or if they're planning to, you know what I mean? So it just, yeah, the whole, the whole strategy of these cards is just you've taken it up not not one or two you've you've turned it up to 11 i think this season with with some of these cards yeah and whenever somebody plays these cards that can play on for 3 weeks you have to pay attention to which cards the next three opponents have if mm -hmm. somebody's got that ghostbuster card right in the middle of it mm -hmm. bam you just voided a card, right? So you've got to, or maybe now that's going to entice them to play a card against you that maybe they weren't going to play before. Yeah. And then also with this Candyman card, another thing I love about it, if I'm about to go up against a guy that's just played his Candyman card and I know ahead of time, now I have to decide whether or not I'm even going to play two quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Like, do I play one quarterback and hope he doesn't throw three interceptions and then I, I don't lose the 50 points, but I'm losing my super flex points, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, like, I absolutely love the strategy behind the Candyman card. This is so, so deep. And I like that. I like that there's kind of tiers now of cards. There's some cards that are super powerful. Last year, I feel like there was like one or two that was super powerful. And we yeah. went ahead and we made some of them stronger. And this evening, we're going to make another card stronger. So I didn't really tease this, but there's a card we've adjusted from last year. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But the fact that there are strong cards, kind of strong cards, and not so strong cards, that also affects the strategy of when do you want to pick a card. You want to go early? 
and get that car that's, you know, it's really valuable. Like there should be the person who drafts the card last shouldn't be rewarded for drafting a card last, in my opinion. But I, I want to. All right. So so before we move on to redraft rankings, which we're going to do next, there's a card from last year, an original card that just before the show, kind of like an hour ago, <laughs> I, I was looking at the zip file of the images of these cards, excuse me, and I was inspired. And uh, the Invisible Man. So last year, the Invisible Man, all it did was before the start of the week, which was Thursday, you can block a player on your roster from being taken. And I was thinking to myself, like, what, what would the Invisible Man do, like in a fantasy league, to affect the outcome? And my opinion of what the Invisible Man would do to affect the outcome is go to his opponent's house, log into his computer, and adjust his lineup. So now the Invisible Man can do two things. You can block a player from, taking, from being taken from your roster in the event you lose or in the event your opponent uses the blob, which then the opponent can take your card, win or lose. So you can block a, you, you put this in the message board, like, hey, I'm playing, I'm playing the Invisible Man. This is the card that can, or this is the player that cannot be taken from my roster. And then you can also make an adjustment to your opponent's lineup for the week. One adjustment. You could take one player out and put one player in. And your opponent has to keep that in for the week's matchup. So you've adjusted your opponent's lineup and you've blocked the player. So do you guys have any initial thoughts on that? Go ahead, Justin. I have a, I have a thought. I feel like this is a card where that's that's two bonuses in one week, and if you play the correct bonus with the starting the correct lineup thing, then you probably don't even really need the other part of the bonus. So I think that this is one of those things where you have to do one, and then you still get to keep your card to play the other another week. So you have to do the set lineup one first. So that's that's the first thing. Or or well, actually, I guess you wouldn't have to. So this is a card that you get to use twice at any point in the season, but you can only do one or the other each time. Okay. All right. I that like it. Sense. Yes. So so this is a card with two things it's capable of, but you can't use both at the same time. So it but goes you... from being one of the weaker cards in the deck to right. being a very formidable card because you can use it for two different bonuses. Right. Right. All right. Because I mean, uh, what would the invisible man do? Protection and deception. Right. So that's what's, what's the benefit of being invisible if you can't protect and you can't decept. So and unlike that, and unlike the other ones where it's multiple weeks, you definitely get to use this one twice, whether you win or lose, whether, like it, whether it. it worked out the first time or not. All right. I like it. I'm going to add this to the show notes. All right. So that's it for the Frankenstein discussion this evening. I am going to adjust this stuff. Reach out to me if you want to get into Frankenstein. I believe we only have nine spots left. One of the divisions, because I know we're going to show something real quick. I guess it's not done with the Frankenstein discussion because Justin's got something for you, I believe. Justin, do you have something for us? Yes, but unfortunately, I can't pull it up yet. And I honestly kind of don't want to. It's only in text right. messages right Let's now. Let's wait. Let's okay. wait. Let's ah. wait. Okay. But All right. It, do you want to tell them what it has to do with? Like as far as your division has to do with the live draft that we're having in Canton, Ohio for the Frankenstein league. Now guys, right now we have 12 people, but 
a couple of them are kind of loose cannons. We don't know for sure that they're definitely going to be in until they're definitely in. So if you would like in to the Frankenstein Listeners League for the live draft in Canton, that's going to be done at the Centennial Park at the Jersey's uh, Bar and Grill right there under their outdoor tent. I'm going to have um, uh, we're, we're going to have a, it's, it's different. Okay. This isn't going to be like your normal home league live draft. Okay. I got, I got some surprises set up for, uh, for the guys that show up at the live draft, but, uh, um, uh, but hit me up, DM me at Justin FF underscore or email us at toilets titles at gmail.com. I love it. I love it. Very, very mysterious. And remember we tipped the newest cart. Okay. The first eight minutes of the show. So when you're done listening, and if you want to guess, if you guess correctly, DM me. Or if you're already in Gilded, DM me. Don't announce it to the group because we want to keep it hush-hush. Okay? Reach out to me. I will tell you if you are correct. And I might give you a few guesses. All right? I might. Because I know what the card is, and I still didn't catch it. <laughs> well, well, I mean, because you weren't paying attention. All right? my, I got some good ones in there. And not to toot my own horn. None of these teases have ever been planned. They've kind of just popped up. So so my brain is, is kind of sick. But let's get into redraft because <laughs> most people are probably here for that. <laughs> and, but if you listen 21 minutes and you didn't care about Frankenstein and you're here for the redraft, we appreciate you because you are strong. All right? Toiletsandtitles.com. We got some redraft rankings. All right, fellas? So I'm bringing this up. Currently, my top five quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. So Justin, why don't you go ahead and read off yours? I've got Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. So very right. simple. And then Ice, what do you got? Josh Allen, number one, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. Excellent. Excellent. So we're pretty much we're pretty close. And I've kind of been beating the drum for Jalen Hurts since the end of the Super Bowl. And the reason I have him number one overall compared to Josh Allen, I like Josh Allen, but I like Jalen Hurts' ability to run a little bit more because I think Josh Allen's going to dial it back a little bit because with the shoulder injury and, you know, kind of he's getting old. I think I think Hurts is going into his peak running. I think Allen's coming out of his peak running and going into his peak throwing. And that could be me projecting a little soon, but I kind of feel like that's probably coming from the coaching staff and also from the person who pays the paychecks up top. And then as far as Patrick Mahomes goes, where, where Justin has, Patrick Mahomes is elite as well. He's a phenomenal pure passer, but his weapons arguably worse than the Bills and significantly worse than the Philadelphia Eagles. So my my thing with Hurts is the running upside, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. Then he's got now DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. I think the Eagles' offense is absolutely loaded. Yeah, my, my Pat Mahomes, number one, it's primarily because I, I do agree with you on that, but he also still had a phenomenal season last year. And um, if you're if – you're, Going into a redraft season, you're probably – okay, if you're one quarterback league, you're waiting on a quarterback, you're not going to get one of these top five anyway if you're smart and you want to win the league. If it's a two-quarterback league, then you're probably going after these guys fairly early. So if you're using an early pick on these for, for the two QB leagues or the super flex leagues, 
then they have to perform because you're taking them in the first or second round. If you're taking these guys, they're going to be early first round picks. Pat Mahomes is going to be that steady Eddie every single week. He's going to be a top five guy, top four, top three guy every single week, week in, week out. He may not finish number one on the season. If Jalen Hurts stays healthy, I absolutely agree that he could uh, he could definitely finish ahead of Pat Mahomes on the season. But I think that there's going to be some weeks where you're kind of thinking, oh, man, I wish I had Pat Mahomes because he's just going to be very constant and, and steady every single week for you. Yeah, I think it to Justin's point, it all depends what league you're playing in, what your rules are. Fair. If you, you know, like I just drafted two in SFB and I took Jalen Hurts second. Yeah. Like, because the rushing upside is, is huge. And I, I mean, Shay's just commented that Lamar Jackson, number one, like I, I would not be surprised if Lamar Jackson does finish the season as QB one in fantasy, but I have Josh Allen, number one, just purely for consistency. You know he's he's been there he's done that through two years in a row i think he's been qb1 in in ppr jalen hurts yeah like obviously he has elite rushing upside which you know none of the other you know, lamar is the only one that can really and justin fields can can challenge on the rushing side but let's wait you know i'm just a little bit on the whole let's wait and see can they can they repeat this year i i don't disbelieve that they can i just think if like justin's point if you're in a one quarterback league i'm probably not taking any of these guys early and unless you've you're trying to stack them right like yeah yeah if you're going for a step like if i if i if you're taking travis kelsey at six maybe in redraft and then on the on the turn and it comes back you can take pat mahomes yeah, I think having a, a Mahomes-Kelsey stack in redraft could be huge. Same as if you're taking Allen and Diggs. Same as if you're taking Hurts, and then you're taking either AJ Brown or Devonta Smith. Like yeah. if, if that's the way you're planning to go, I, I don't mind taking a QB at, in the second or third round of redraft. But yeah. if you're not, I, 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 would, I wouldn't be taking any of those guys. I like it. I got a question for you. Before I ask that question, I want to give a shout out to Joe Knows. He's in here. We got Shay, all right, from Ramsaholic. He's got Lamar Jackson, his QB1. We got Nino in here. He gave Justin the nickname of the Fantasy Viking, which I like. I think it fits. <laughs> Uncle Steve is in here. Uncle Steve, I hope you listened to the beginning and you saw the new card and you saw the adjustment we made to the Invisible Man. And I bet Uncle Steve is smart enough to guess my my uh, little tease there for what card is coming next week. But uh, all right, Ice. You mentioned if we're playing one quarterback, or rather, if you are, mm. you're not taking a QB early. Who's a mid guy that you got your eye on that you're like, you know what? In a lot of single quarterback leagues, this is a guy I want on my roster. I think Trevor Lawrence is is the guy that he's going to fall far enough, and I think he he comes on this year like with the what we saw last season from the Jaguars offense, like especially towards the end of last season, I absolutely feel like I'm comfortable taking him because that's a stack. Like you can get Christian Kirk quite late on, you know, round six or seven, and then, you know, take them back to back picks. I don't mind that, that late round stack at all. When you've already taken yourself an elite top five running back, you've got a, a top tier wide receiver uh, yeah so I think that's 
personally in my home league, that's kind of the stack that I'm going to be trying to target is is you know Kirk and, and Lawrence. So, Justin, is there a quarterback kind of in the mid of your rankings that you are – it's somebody that you're going to try to target in a lot of your single quarterback leagues? Yeah, absolutely. And, Chris, that's a stack I can get behind. In the other stack, the other situation, you're using, um, you're using vital draft picks on a tight end and a quarterback, meaning that if they have a bad week in the playoffs, and Murphy's Law, whatever can happen will happen, right? So all it takes is that one bad week in the playoffs – now you've sacrificed a running back spot and a wide receiver spot to get these two guys, and that stack didn't work out. You went undefeated in the regular season, and you lost in the first round of the playoffs. These stacks that we're talking about right now are the stacks you need to be going after, and mine is Garrett Wilson early and Aaron Rodgers in that those later rounds. You can get Aaron Rodgers guys sometimes in one-quarterback leagues in the 12th, 13th, 14th round, and he's consistently year in, year out, every single year, a top six, top eight quarterback. And now he actually has a good team around him. So um, so it's kind of incredible to me that he's dropped so far just because he had one bad season last year with a bunch of jabronis and an organization that didn't want to win. And now he's got this young, talented football team that is just thirsty for a good quarterback. And they finally got it. That's my stack that I'm targeting. Excellent. And I do want to mention, you can see these rankings, toiletstitles.com, under the Fantasy Football tab, under the Redraft Rankings tab. And I've been looking through kind of everybody's rankings on here. And we have a lot of similar guys in the middle. And I'm going to talk about, I got Deshaun Watson at eight. I think Ice, I believe you have him somewhere around 10. He's a guy I think is going to explode, but he's still in my top 10. So he's not a guy I would consider a middle tier guy that I'm going to target a lot. You know, we got two, a lot of us have him in our top 20. We got Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, but a quarterback that I think I'm a little bit higher on than most. I have him at 13, but I would wait on him because I rank a guy how I see him. I'm not going to rank a guy how I think the world sees him. I'm going to use ADP to figure out how the world sees him, but I'm going to still use my rankings because when I do a draft, I'm old school. I print it out and I cross the names off. I use my own rankings. I use my own tiers because I don't want to be swayed by anything else out there. The only thing that helps me is ADP. And then I try to guess when everybody in my league is going to draft these players. Yep. And if I'm more desperate, like a good guy like Devon A. Chain as a running back, I have him as an RB30. Okay. And I almost just put him in there just because I wanted, you know, I don't know if I believe he's there yet. Okay. Cause, cause this is pre training camp. I need to see the depth chart. I need to see, you know, how players kind of pan out, how the coaches are using them. So this is it's still early. All right. So this is kind of our off season redraft rankings. We need a few weeks of training camp before we can really adjust these things. That being said, you know, I, I think a guy that I'm higher on than most that I still will wait on is Jared Goff. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, you know, oh, Jared Goff's a, a scrub. He's a bum. It was me. Oh, uh, was you? <laughs> so I think in Detroit, that's funny. I talked to a lot of people a lot of days about football. So I'm surprised that it probably wasn't only you. Like there's probably, I probably had this conversation with a few people, but I actually feel like it was on last week's show. Maybe, maybe it was man. my, my memory shot, but Jared Goff <laughs> playing in Detroit, playing on turf. He's got Amon Ross St. Brown. All right. He's got a young high upside tight end in San Laporta. He's got 
Jameer Gibbs, who can fly out of the backfield and take those. So, so what I like, Amon Ross St. Brown can take a two-yard pass to the house. Jameer Gibbs can take a two-yard pass from the, to the house. It doesn't take a lot to throw a two-yard pass, and you still get the points for that 60-yard reception. So mid-tier guy, I love the upside. I love that eight of his games are played in a controlled environment. And Shea said Goff is good. All right, he played for the LA Rams, and I know he got exposed. Bill Belichick exposed him. But I think the it's it's easier kind of pro, to produce in the in the regular season. In the playoffs, the games get slowed down. I'm not telling you Jared Goff is gonna. I'm I'm worried about playing Detroit as a Cowboys fan December 17th or week 17. I'm sorry, I don't I don't I don't know why I said December 17th. It's week 17, so that's probably nowhere near the date. But I am nervous about that game because I think the team is scrappy. But I'm not saying Jared Goff is gonna be leading team to the Super Bowl. But in the regular season. I think he's going to put up a lot of points. And if he can be my QB two, and if we're playing super flex, mm-hmm. I'm golden. I'm golden. But let, let's move on to some running backs. All right. So if you want to see the, like I mentioned a bunch of guys we kind of have in the middle, but if you want to see who we have here and there, you can go and check out uh, our rankings on toiletstitles.com. But for running backs, my top, I'm, I'm going to read my top 10. Let's read our top 10s. I got McCaffrey, Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, who, Cleveland is saying they're going to give him the passing down work, which I love to hear because he's so damn talented. Why didn't they? I mean, they had Kareem Hunt. I get it. And almost like they had Kareem Hunt benefited Nick Chubb's career because he didn't get those additional touches. And now he's getting to the age of 26, 25, 26, 27. I'm not sure exact age, but I'm sure he's somewhere in that range. And he doesn't have the mileage of some of these running backs who were getting the every down work. And he's going to come out and he's going to prove to the NFL He's one of the best damn running backs in football. So I have him at four. Bijan Robinson at five. Derrick Henry at six. Saquon Barkley I have at seven, which I, I might adjust because, you know, he's not signing that deal. Who knows? I, I mean, as of now, I still expect him to play. I still got him at seven. I got Tony Pollard at eight, who did sign his deal. Josh Jacobs at nine, who didn't. And then Ramondre Stevenson at 10. So, Justin, why don't you read off your top 10? We got you muted. He still is. Justin, uh, why, why don't you? Uh, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, sorry about that. Uh, the wife is playing Skyrim in the background. The war was getting a little, little heavy there. So jealous. Jealous. Uh, all right. So uh, see, yeah. So my top ten. I got Christian McCaffrey as my first quarterback, and that's the that's the obvious one there. This is PPR scoring. So Austin Eckler had the six most receptions of any other player in the league last year. I've said that like a thousand times the last few weeks. And um, um, he should not be sliding into the second round, even in uh, super flex leagues. But he has been recently. So I've got Austin Eckler as my number two, Saquon number three, Bijan number four. And I don't typically rate uh, um, rookies very high. Running backs, obviously a little bit different, but still to be number four says a lot. I think he's going to be heavily utilized. Jonathan Taylor, number five, which kind of hurts me because I think that the Colts are going to be a run heavy offense, super run heavy offense all season. It's kind of ridiculous. I have him at number five, but with those other four ahead of him, it's kind of hard to rate him much higher. So uh, he'll probably have some, some touchdowns poached by, by his quarterback, I assume, which which will affect his overall scoring. Yeah, for sure. But but you also would like to hope that the running game of the running quarterback will also help make Jonathan yeah. Taylor's rushes a little more efficient as well. So it might balance out. It might not. But uh, but again, the risk. There you go. There's there's the reason for the five. There you go. Thanks, coach. You're welcome. Uh, number six, Tony Pollard, just sheer volume. 
Uh, number seven, I've got uh, Josh Jacobs, again, a volume play. Number eight, Ramondre Stevenson. And this one may not be a huge volume play, but it also probably will be a lot of weeks. And then he also gets the receptions as well. So uh, I kind of like him. Time as out. My- Time out. So, so the whole world knows. I have to say this now, and I apologize for interrupting you. Yes. But we got partnered with YouTube. I don't know if that's the terminology. This week, we're going into our fourth season. We finally hey. hit the numbers. This is something brand new, and we've never had before. So I, I'm new. sorry, but we got. I don't even know what the hell this is called. It's like a super comment or whatever. I got to do my research. We are very new. Hey, Shay, Shay needs to DM us on how he did that so we can yeah. tell people how to do that. Because yeah. Uncle Steve is sitting on money bags right now, and he wants to donate, and he's watching right now. So yeah. we oh, tell. it's starred. So we have live. <laughs> it's a super chat. So this is a super chat. Shout out to Shay. First super chat ever. My guy says, go Rams. And you know what? I will say go Rams, and I will cheer for you week one at least. Absolutely. For that $1.99. Yeah, I'm a Matthew Stafford fan right now. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, thank you, Shay. All right, Justin, sorry for interrupting you. No, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And my next uh, Scott Fishbowl pick will be a Ram, I promise. Uh, Let's see. uh, uh, Nick Chubb, I got number nine right behind Ramondre Stevenson. And that one, again, just like you, Coach, I – I feel like it should be way higher. Like this guy, he's a bathroom board bet you. He outscores Saquon Barkley. Oh man. Which is, which is, it would have been a better bet. I, I would have done it before the franchise tag. I'll, but now it's kind of, I'll take it just because I have such a, uh, a, a dispersity here on my list and I kind of need to put my money where my mouth is. Right. But I'll, I'll like, even give you, like I'll even list. give you a, uh, what is that called? Like if, if like a, a, a it ha- he has to start the season. If Saquon Barkley doesn't sit out from week one on, like if he does sit out week one, we could call it. But if he, if he doesn't sit out, it's it's fair bet. You mean like if he plays every game? Well, yeah. like not every game. I'm just saying as long but. as he doesn't sit out week one. Like if he yeah. if he doesn't hold out. Oh, you mean from the holdout. Yeah. Yes. I got you. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, okay. We, we got another one. We yeah, got that's another funny. super chat. Nino Brown, Mr. We're we're Mr. Moneybags now. I might you guys might never see me on a stream again because I'm about to take all this cash and cash out and go spend some time with Mickey Mouse. That's right. You're the that. one. You're the one with the connections to that account. So you yeah. just made you just you just made four dollars, Coach. Yeah. Happy retirement. <laughs> Hell yeah, happy retirement. I'm gonna I gotta put this towards the uh, the bobblehead for the Frankenstein listener league. All right, ice. <laughs> Oh, hold on. Number 10, number 10. Yeah. I got Derrick Henry, number 10. All right, all right. Ice, who are your top 10 running backs? Uh, CMC, number one. Jonathan Taylor, number two, just because I know he's higher than yours. Austin Eckler, number three. Nick Chubb, four. I've got Saquon at five, but again, that was pre pre the, the failed contract talk, so he would probably drop a little bit for me. Derrick Henry at six. Bijan at seven, and I know again, just don't doubt that he's going to be good, but just a rookie. I couldn't put a rookie in the top five, to be honest. Uh, I've got Josh Jacobs at eight, Tony Pollard at nine, and at 10, I have got Brees Hall. Just I was massively high on Brees, you know, going into last season. I think if he can't, if he bounces back from his injury, and, and everything that I've read says that he's potentially in that like 99th percentile for, you know, just being a freak athlete and can bounce back from that type of injury. 
What, are we, what are we think... hearing about Javante that makes us less like I, none of us are really high on Javante right now. And uh, who was the doctor we had on last week, Justin? Uh, that's uh, Dr. Jesse Morse. I know he was mentioning, you know, with Javante, you know, the surgery was a little more complicated. I know for myself, I need, I need to see it. Like I, I need to see him ready to go. Like I'm seeing like JK Dobbins comparisons, like, yeah, he'll be ready to start the season, but he's not going to get touches like no. legitimate touches till week nine, week 10. And for redraft, that's scary. But what are you guys hearing? That's kind of making you hesitate. Same thing. I think I know Javante came out and said he'd be ready to go week one. But I mean, they, they're going to say that, right? Like right. until you see it in, I, I really am not taking the chance on him this season. I was really high on him for dynasty. Like, but the injury just, everyone comes back differently, obviously. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually willing to take a, a, a shot on Samaji Perrine this year, because right. I think, Again, I, even if Javante is ready to go week one, I don't think he gets many touches. So for the first few weeks, right, I wouldn't mind having Perrine in there. Um, but yeah, I, it's the same thing is why I'm very low on Javante this year. All right, I want to move on yeah, to wide receivers. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Justin. I was going to say for me, Samaj P. Ryan isn't – he's no slouch. And, right. And when he had his opportunity with Cincinnati, he made the best of it. This is another opportunity for him to try to make a name for himself. He's going to run hard, and he deserves some run. So they have no reason to bring Javante back super quickly. So if they're going to ease up and bring him in slowly, I I see Javante more as a trade target before a trade deadline to try to get for the end of the season for that J.K. Dobbins run that got you – uh, deep into the playoffs last year. So if you're already going to make the playoffs and you need to make a trade with the guy that's trying to get into the playoffs, right. you're going to go after his uh, his mistake of taking um, Williams too early in the draft. And and again, I do want to move on to wide receivers because I want to wrap this thing up. And you can find these rankings, toilettstitles.com. But with my thoughts, Sean Payton's no dummy. If he thinks Javante is that guy and he also thinks he's going to correct the ship for for Denver, you know, with Russ, with Jerry Judy, with Cortland Sutton, with Tim Patrick, with Greg Dolchich, with Samaj P. Ryan, with that defense, he thinks he's a playoff team. There's no need to rush Javante back early. If they if they're winning games and they're okay, but now if they start losing early and they're desperate, it's a different story. But it's hard to tell which way it's going to go. All right, but Justin, I want to move on to wide receivers, but we do have a sponsor. And I want to let everybody know about that sponsor before we move on to these wide receivers. Yeah, so the sponsor is Rival. It's Rival Fantasy. It's a new evolution of fantasy football sports betting, fantasy baseball sports betting, and fantasy basketball sports betting. As you can tell by the logo, we are all about evolving. We are constantly evolving this show. That's why this was a great fit. This is a new evolution in fantasy betting. So so here's how you do it, guys. It's very simple. You just click... Well, you can't click on the link yet. I don't know. Maybe we can now with all this new evolution in YouTube with us. Maybe we can figure out how to add this link. But for now, just type in joinrival.com slash title tribe. And with that link, with you uh, clicking into that link, you will automatically get an additional $25 bonus on top of whatever your first deposit is just for using that link. Then on top of that, they're going to double your first deposit. 
So uh, anything up to $200 as well. So if you're going to deposit $200, they're going to match the $200. Then they're going to give you an additional $25 just for using that link down there. So you're up to $425 of house money that you can bet. And uh, just as we know from our man right here beside me, uh, betting house money is the best kind of money to bet. Am I right, Chris? Yes, sir. Excellent, yes, excellent. We're going to wrap this thing up. Well, I feel like we're always kind of cheap on the tight ends, but if you want to see the tight ends, go to <laughs> go to titles.com and you can check them out. I'm going to read off our top 10 wide receivers in here, okay? So I got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, still high on Cooper Cup in redraft, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson. It hurt me to have Waddle down at nine, man. Like, Waddle is my guy. And it hurt. It hurt a Where's little Devante? bit. Devontae? Devontae Adams? What are you talking about? Oh, come on, man. Or Devontae Smith? Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams I have at 11. And and Joe, Joe, uh, who's Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing in the football? How will, I mean, where did Devontae finish Doesn't last matter. year? Doesn't matter. Who, who, all right, so I will, so let's make a bathroom board bet. I bet right. you, so who's somebody you think I have above him that you think it's crazy talk? Uh, I you could take any of the Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle. I'll take the bet against any of those. I have those three lower than Devontae this year. I uh, I'll bet you so, Jalen Waddle outscores Devontae Adams. All right, done. Justin, can you write this down along with the the, the Nick the Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley bet we have? And I'll make sure yep. to add it. All right, so that's my top ten. Ice, I'm gonna let you read your top ten because I know Justin is writing, and then I'll let Justin do it. Yeah, mine's I mean, the first few were similar. Justin Jefferson, number one. Jamar Chase, number two. Uh, Cooper Cup at three. C.D. Lamb at four. Tyreek at five. A.J. Brown, six. Stefan Diggs, seven. Devante at eight. Amon Ra at nine. Garrett Wilson at 10. Jalen Waddle slipped to 11. All right. Fair. I think I I had Waddle ahead of Tyreek Hill last year, and I wasn't going to make that mistake again, but I do love him. And I really want to put him in my top five. I just don't have the guts to do it just yet. Justin, read off your top ten. Um, so I've got Justin Jefferson, number one. Jamar Chase, number two. Cooper Cup, uh, Tyreek, and then A.J. Brown rounds out my top five. Stefan Diggs at number six, which is the one that I'm probably going to be sliding down. It seems like every time I look at it, I slide him down a little bit more. I got C.D. at number seven. Uh, Garrett Wilson, number eight. Again, just like I mentioned earlier on the show, I'm kind of putting my money where my mouth is. I've got him rated high. I think he's very potentially going to finish as a top four wide receiver this year. Um, But it's pointless to draft him in the top four if you can get him with that eighth uh, wide receiver value. Um, And then Devontae at nine. And here's the reason why I kind of like Devontae better this year than last year. Devontae has this uncanny knack for being able to get wide open. And Jimmy Garoppolo, while being while he's not the best quarterback with the deep ball, he's not the best quarterback with a lot of different things. He is pretty accurate at just moving the football. So with with being just accurate enough and having a talented wide receiver like that, I think he'll still score some big points. And then rounding out my top ten is Amon Ra uh, St. Brown. And then you got Waddle at thirteen. You have Alave at twelve, and Devontae Smith at eleven. I'll bathroom board bet you Waddle outscores Devontae Smith. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that because – and the only reason I have Waddle down is because uh, – down compared to last season or whatever is because between him and Tyreek Hill, last season Tyreek Hill proved that he's quarterback. Mm-hmm. It doesn't right. matter who the quarterback is. He's going right. to get his. Waddle kind of needs Tua. 
I'm just not as confident in, in Tua being able to finish the season to help in, uh, maintain Waddle's value. And, so and if, he, if, if Tyreek's going off about going over 2,000 yards this year, uh, Waddle's not going. Yeah, they're not both. They're not <laughs> both going to be top five last year. Waddle, oh. he gets he gets oh, pretty he damn open as well. And Nino's saying Amon Ross St. Brown is top five, which that helps my cause for Jared Goff as an mm-hmm. elite middle tier quarterback. Because if if St. Brown goes top five, that's absolutely bananas, and it could be done if he's going to do it. He better do it before Jamison Williams gets his act together and can figure out how to play a full seventeen game season. Because hopefully. What the Lions want him to be, they'll be a 1A and 1B for some years to come. But this wraps it up, man. This is episode number 187. We're creeping closer to episode 200. A lot of excellent, awesome, fun, exciting things are going on. We usually do a redraft bonanza sometime in August. So we're going to be doing that. Uh, We're going to try to get – I know we've had a Bob Harris on in the past, and maybe we'll try to get him on. We'll get some friends on, some members of Toilets and Titles. We'll do a redraft fantasy football mock draft. So look for that within two or three weeks from now. If you want to get into Frankenstein, reach out to me on the Twitter at coach Sheps, reach out to the show toilets, to titles at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, patreon.com backslash toilets, to titles, sign up for any tier. Lowest tier is a dollar 50. I will send you, you'll get all the perks that are listed with Patreon, but I will also send you a lanyard. And if you're in Frankenstein, I will send you a lanyard and a few of the playable cards. And I think that kind of wraps everything up, fellas. Do any of you have anything to mention to the listener sitting and watching at home before we close this thing out? Uh, Yeah, if you get in on our Gilded Chat, then you can hear any of the updates that we're doing along the way. And also, go to the website. And you can you can see the rest of our rankings. I know you just said that, but um, but for our Patreon supporters and only our Patreon supporters, I'm going to put my next five on each one of these lists. So my next five quarterbacks, my next five running backs, my next five wide receivers, and my next five tight ends. Because if you're a Patreon supporter of a fantasy football show, you're probably also in a lot of deeper leagues. So I want to help you out with my next five for each one. Excellent. You think I should just let the Patreon members know what the next Frankenstein card is? I'll ask them if they want to know. I'll give them that privilege. Patreon members, you can let me know if you want to know what the next Frankenstein card is. I feel like you've earned it. So, everybody, we appreciate you. We will catch you all later on. Take care.